Hola, guapas, and welcome to episode 16 of the Hola, Guapa podcast. For those of you who are new to the show, I'm your host, Nisha Patesh. I'm also the founder and creative at Hola, Guapa, a digital community of almost 12,000 artists and creatives from all over the world. A blog, a website, an online shop, podcast, and most recently, a small batch slow fashion line. On this podcast, we take creative conversations even further, sharing the real stories, tips, and tricks the artists in this community have found on their journeys to success. And today, I am so thrilled to introduce you to Jessica Santander, jewelry designer and entrepreneur. With three years under her belt, Jessica is focused and mission-driven to build and evolve her lifestyle brand. In this episode, we talk about what it means to listen to your intuition, how to authentically present yourself within the context of your brand, why she believes the success in her business's financials are directly tied to increasing the value of her self-worth, why mental health matters, how to handle and learn from rejection, and how the best way to build community is to just show up consistently as your best and worst self. Really, we go everywhere in this episode. So this episode is really for anyone interested in building their business from the ground up, just like Jessica and myself. For anyone looking for a refresh or a shift in their personal mindset towards positivity and resilience. And for anyone looking to hear the truth about the amount of work, blood, sweat, and tears that we've put in in order to reap the benefits and fulfillment of living a creative life and owning brands that we can be proud of. And with that, let's get into the show. Hello everyone, my name is Jessica Santander and I am the founder and creative director behind my jewelry brand that is Jessica Santander, my personal name. And we are almost three years in the making. We will be three years December of 2021. So we're still a very small, fresh new business based in Tampa, Florida. And with our jewelry, it definitely evokes a dainty but delicacy aesthetic with wanting to bring out the beauty of us women embracing our inner femininity but also tapping into the beauty of being bold and courageous and that is where our mission really comes together of wanting to help better our world together by embracing the inner resilience while also giving back to our nonprofit partner and they're called in her shoes movement they're also based in san diego and um, they're all about hosting workshops seminars throughout the year for young students and those who want to tap into a future journey where they're able to have opportunities of growing their leadership skills and that is something that I, as my personal story, am very passionate with in promoting educational opportunities for our younger and current generation to have that chance in bringing their vision to life and being the difference that we want to see in this world together. So it's definitely a lifestyle brand, jewelry that is speaking and living through confidence, and that is through our own journeys and our own stories coming together. I absolutely love that. I I think that, you know, your brand has such a strong mission behind it. 
And, and that's so inspiring to see. I know that you've kind of had a long journey to get to where you are today. I want to take it um, all the way back to, you know, your childhood when you were young and really talk about that moment that kind of put you on this creative journey. And was there a moment that you can remember that kind of sparked that for you? Or, or is it just kind of a more fluid thing that you remember growing up? Wow, I really, really love that question, Nisha. And it's, I think it's the full experience of my childhood, childhood years. I grew up in Rochester and then moved to Delaware. But even between those two states, my dad had his family in New York City. Now, my parents are both immigrants from South America, Brazil, and Colombia. But most of my dad's family were based in Queens area. So we traveled a lot to New York. I consider New York as my second home where we went to visit my grandparents. And um, I just remember those trips that ever since I was probably five or six, walking the streets of Manhattan with my parents and just seeing such cultures all in one place. And I really was just staring at people. I didn't mean to be that weird little kid where people are like, why does she stare so much? But <laughs> it's just what caught my attention. And I was just so fascinated by how women carried themselves in so many different ways. And I think that really had started that inner flame within me of having something very special in my heart for the world of fashion, for arts and culture. And I hadn't really quite grasped it until my high school period where I wanted to take a leap of faith and pursue a career in theaters and in acting. And I did that for a couple years. It was something that I just, it really helped me develop personally with my confidence and my fear of public speaking or even just speaking in front of strangers. I'm very was even more so back then an introvert and it was something that I just I felt so safe and felt healthy mentally with acting and yet somehow fear and that lack of confidence still overtook that picture of mine and so I just decided to try and go what they would say it is you know the corporate America way go on, continue with college and see what kind of career I can, I can take from there. And so I did marketing international business, still didn't know what kind of career I would want to invest myself in. And I continued my master's degree in marketing, moved to Tampa for that to start a new chapter, see if I could begin again, but within marketing. And it was actually this new leap of faith that brought this passion even more so to life where I had the chance to work hands-on with small businesses throughout Tampa Bay. And I was just, I was feeling their passion so, so vividly with these interviews through their words and interviewing their customers that it just made me really, really appreciate the chances that are brought about when these people take their, their own risks. And I kept in the back of my mind, still had that fear. It kept coming back. And I did get a job um, in digital marketing, but it wasn't until a couple months, six months down the road that I was like, you know what, this is just not me. I, it just didn't, it didn't feel complete within me. And Nisha, I'm sorry, you feel this and you're being as an artist, you feel that there is that lack without having the chance every day to do something with your hands and give that to someone else. 
So I, I decided to start my business during my digital marketing career. And I just, I, I left about eight months down the road. And even though nothing was stable, I had, I had no idea what I, what life would be, but I just knew that it was in my heart and I needed to give myself that chance to listen to it. So we're almost three years down the road and it's an everyday roller coaster, but it's, it's something that I, I wake up to. I just feel so, so excited and really opportunistic, very optimistic about it. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, there's so much to unpack there. I feel like this is a constant theme with the women that I interview is that they went to school for something and whether it be kind of like you said, like you weren't 100% sure of your past. So you kind of just kept moving in a forward motion um, or if it was, you know, pressure by friends and family or societal pressures or whatever it is, there's this sense of need to um, you know, go to college and to kind of take a traditional route. And I've heard all kinds of stories. And I think what's interesting about yours is that you even took it a step further to go get your master's in marketing. And so I think that that pressure kind of like compounds on top of you to make sure that you're fulfilling that career, you know, it's that it's all worth it in the end. And what's, what's interesting to me about that is that, you know, your education never went to waste because every single thing that you used about marketing is now being applied to your business. You just, you're just using all of those skills and tactics in a different way. Right. I love how you, you have that perspective. I mean, there's always a different way to see everything. And for me, the reason I really wanted to continue my, my marketing degree was yes, a, I wasn't sure what I wanted to continue doing, B, there was just something extra special about marketing. It's not only science, but there's a beautiful art behind it. And I really wanted to take the time to understand how to apply that in, an, in a way that would relate to my, my fondness of theater and that storytelling. So with the master's degree, you know, we had so many deep dives with not only these marketing research projects, but it was just... I absolutely loved hearing the stories of these small business owners. And that was just the click for me saying, you know, business, yes, it can be money, it can be finances, but there's a beautiful thing to it. And that, that's the bloodline also of how you maintain these relationships with your customers. And that's something that I bring into every single day, always thinking about it with my business, customer relationships and finding that piece to the puzzle where we are connecting together myself with my customers and being a part of something bigger. And that's through our mission and how we really want to empower women out there through educational opportunities and finding your voice. Yeah, it is so interesting that you mentioned that because for me, like my nine to five, I'm in digital marketing right now. And I think, you know, what I love about it is kind of the same thing that you love about it in the sense that um, there's a huge storytelling component that I think it's definitely like an acquired skill. And for me, something that I've mentioned over and over again is that like my process really is my product. And I think for you, it sounds like, you know, your mission really is your product. Like you've chosen to create that and bring that to life through a jewelry line, but it could almost be anything because what you're really selling is your mission. Oh my God. I love that. Exactly how you said it. And yeah, as you know yourself, you know, with fashion, it's it's such a, a 
a very saturated market. And that can be a point where it may be impeding others to tap into it. Many people may leave. And that's something that doesn't cross my mind any day. But at the end of the day, it's really that one question of how, how are you as a person, as a brand, able to make a difference in just that one person's heart? And that's what keeps me going, you know, with, with our mission, that is the story, the bloodline of why our jewelry exists and the purpose to how we keep growing and why we want to keep doing this. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's really important. And something I'm always curious about is, you know, whether or not you chose your medium or your medium chose you. And I know you talked about doing theater and how that was like one form of self-expression. And I'm not sure if you still do it or not, but it is interesting that at this point on your creative journey, you're very much immersed in the world of sort of fashion accessories and jewelry. Can you talk to us a little bit about your brand and how it was created? I know you have a mother daughter duo, which is really fascinating to me. So I want to just dive in a little bit further and, and hear a little bit more about your brand. Absolutely. Yeah. So we are mother-daughter business partners in crime, um, very much of the inspiration behind how I want to connect with my customers is the story of my mom and my dad together. Um, With my mom just having that really powerful figure in my upbringing and just how she carried herself with with fashion. I mean, she's really helped me just see the beauty of fashion itself. Mm-hmm. And that that's come about with our mission of, and even my personal experience, so with all these different points in my life where the fear said, you know, close that door. I, I took this mission as a way to have that open conversation starter with my customers saying, I've been there in your shoes. If you've had those moments in your life where you've, you've felt that you've hit rock bottom, that you just don't know where to go. I know how that feels like, and I can attest that it's not the last chapter in your life, in your journey, that this is a way for me to have that sentimentality through our pieces and how I really bring my, my background of theater and acting into our brands is just having each piece carry that very special story. And yes, with every single design, whether it be a bracelet or a necklace, not only the collection, but every single one, I, I, I carry very intentional meaning behind it where I've either was there before my past or how I envision this particular woman in this season of life moving forward. So that is like the story living experience through our jewelry pieces where we have that, that background of my personal journey and the empowerment figure of my mom, you know, leaving Brazil when she was 17 of age and really just moving here to find a means to support herself and her family, both here and overseas, while also bringing that whimsicality. I mean, just me as a person, I will, I mean, unfortunately, I don't have the best of memories when I was a baby or a kid, but what I do know is that I am a very optimistic person. I'm a Sagittarius, very positively stubborn in a way, <laughs> but um, that's something I love to bring through the colors through our jewelry pieces and how I also speak and communicate with my customers, both online and offline together. That's awesome. 
I love hearing that story and how inspired you are by your mom and how you guys were able to really like come together to um, start this business together. It's like such a beautiful process and journey. I know family businesses can be hard. Is there anything that has been surprising to you about working with your mom or is there any challenges or struggles you can kind of reflect back on and share as well? Well, I mean, not like a surprising shock, but at the end of the day, as they always say, moms know it best. So my mom has always been, you know, pointing her fingers throughout these past almost three years where I'm like, no, I'm not really feeling that that decision yet, or I don't want to take our design that way. But somehow I've naturally grown to making the decision that she's told me like, two years ago where she's like, I told you, I know what we're doing. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, mom, I'm just, you know, I'm stubborn that way. So it's just finding, you know, um, that healthy communication and patience as well, that you can't just laugh at the end of the day saying, yes, um, I do agree, or I didn't agree at the time, but you know, just having that open communication. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times you just have to get there on your own. Like, I think it's just, you know, you couldn't, if you, if somebody knew best and told you every move along the way and you followed it, you might end up at the same path. But I kind of think not like, I think often as a creative, like you have to get there, you just have to get there on your own. Yes. And that, that goes with the, you know, our rebranding that we're, we're slowly doing into with the fourth quarter here in 2021. And it's been on my mom's mind, you know, for since we were like two, two and a half years. And um, she was saying that you're, you're really putting yourself out there as the face behind the brand. And you really want people to know that all the, the sweats and the tears and the joys and laughter that's coming from your heart. So why not, you know, rebrand our project moment designs, our company into just being that full 100% personal brand that's being, and that's becoming, and that's living with our customers. And I was just so hesitant for, for, I'm a very deep thinker. I was just hesitant for months and months and months. Um, but as that, that's a, a clear example of, you know, having to go through that experience of, wanting to think things through and see the difference in terms of, you know, having these in-person markets and speaking of our, our company's name, but then seeing that, that natural conversation of, of our customers wanting to know more about who is the designer? Why is this designer speaking to me? What is their purpose? So I love how you say, you know, sometimes as an artist, you just have to experience either a decision or lack of decision to get to a different turning point. Yeah, that's really cool. Are you able to share more about kind of the upcoming branding project that you're working on? Or are you keeping it under, under wraps? So, I mean, it's just a, it's going to be that 360 degrees open transparency of me being true with our journey and rebranding of project moment designs into Jessica Santander. I definitely want it to be a lifestyle brand definitely with our foundation being jewelry and accessories. Um, but I, I've had some pretty out there in the stars ideas. So it would, it would definitely make sense being Jessica Santander as the brand. And for those who are following along the journey, they would completely understand and say, Oh, of course this makes sense. If this is part of Jessica's brand, as opposed to being, you know, project moment designs. 
So I definitely have some um, great ideas that I'm going to keep in my heart, but it's definitely out there in the universe. Awesome. Yeah. Are you, um, do you, did you feel like you were kind of like hiding behind project moment designs? Like you'd really just wanted to be, was it something that you were, you weren't sure about how the risk was going to pay off when you started it. So you almost protected yourself by not putting your name out there. And now that you've built some momentum, you feel like you want to kind of make that transition or what was that switch really about? Yeah, Anisha, it really was like a, a protective blanket. I felt comfortable. And in the beginning, you know, I, I chose the name Project Moment Designs intentionally as being a message of saying, you know, your life is your project in the making that is defined by moments where you show up with confidence and courage. Yes. Okay. To the point. But I, um, until we, we had to um, pivot through 2020, I was not really showing up as consistently. I felt that there needed to be a clear line between me, myself, Jessica, and my business. So I was just really, I wasn't, I felt I wasn't having such a a fluid conversation online with my customers that this is a piece of jewelry, this is the materials, and this is why I created this. End of story. And it wasn't until 2020 that I felt that I needed to really push myself beyond my comfort blanket and start having these face-to-face conversations, whether it being about jewelry or even mental health, I needed to be out there and expose myself. It was scary. So that's why I did hire a mindset coach who to this day is really helping me to embrace just, it's such a beautiful thing as a brand, product label brand. When you're just allowing yourself to grow and in this experience, you're, you're bringing your, your community along the journey that by doing for yourself is a source of inspiration for others. And I've just felt such a strong bond with my customers and even feeling more confidence with myself by just being me. So I felt that, you know, this was the necessary action to take that would really allow my customers to appreciate the opportunity of having that continuous open door, knowing where their dollars are going and how they can be part of our picture together. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool thing to do. I think it's definitely extremely brave. Um, I know, I don't know how long back, but I feel like there used to be kind of this like stigma, I guess, where brands were disconnected from the designers. And now with social media, we have this opportunity to speak directly to our customers and share stories and share like what we're having for breakfast. Like, you know, like not just the really picture perfect um, sort of edited feeds and um, kind of like glossy videos. I think that what has pivoted for me the most and has made the biggest change in my business is like you said, being able to speak directly to my community. And I think that's how you build community as you show up 
and you you're authentic and you're vulnerable and you're real and you share the highs and lows and you often speak about kind of those rock bottom moments and you're very transparent about that that it's not all sunshine and daisies can you talk a little bit more about some of those low moments and really what got you through and and kind of how you were able to pivot i know you mentioned um covid and kind of how that had an impact on your business and maybe there's a little bit more there too as well oh yeah i mean pretty much every day I, as you know, as a small business and we're primarily online, I say the number one thing that has been our low is just receiving those no's. And in the past, you know, it was a weak side of me where I took it personally and I'm like, well, what's wrong with, with what I presented? What's, am I lacking something? Am I not good enough? So I when you're receiving no's from stockists or you're receiving no from approaching, yeah, new boutiques mm-hmm. or just collaborations, new projects, just really enhancing our brand awareness mm-hmm. um, across the US, not even just locally. So that's where, you know, I felt, well, this is a, a great chance to to share this message with our with our community here. And, you know, mindsets and Confidence is something that I'm always emphasizing on with our, our customers. So it's just, you know, sharing these, these moments with them saying, Hey, you know, the small business journey, yes, we do our happy dances, but it's a definitely mindset game where it's how you're going to take those notes, how you're going to get up from those failures. And even a recent one where, um, we had our very first trade show in Atlanta. That was two weeks ago. And, yeah, you're going to have those expectations of just so much excitement, so much adrenaline and coming back. It was just a wake up call being, well, wow, I have to do much of this myself in terms of fulfilling these wholesale orders, following up on these new contacts. And I just never felt so drained in my life than that last week, literally. And that's where I wanted to really show up for my, for my audience, just showing like, this is another side of the business. This is another side of how, how it can look like, how it can feel like when you, when you choose to be resilient, no matter how, how tough it may be. And it was just me showing them, this is not to be a comparison game. This is to be your source of motivation and just saying that we, we have that inner spark within us. We all, every single one of us does. And it's just a matter of how much we want it to be released. And so this was my message for them saying, you know, yeah, I'm so, so tired. Don't even know what time it is right now, but this is just the beauty of it. It's the beauty in the whole entire experience of yes, of sunshine days, but also those tiresome days, but you got to really soak it in and just enjoy every single moment and learn from every single moment. Yeah, I I absolutely love that. And I love that you share kind of like, you know, I think like as being an entrepreneur and I know that you, you have a partner and your mom, but I still feel like it can just feel very lonely and very kind of isolated. And even in those high, high moments where like, okay, I've made contacts, like I have orders, I get to like, I'm, I'm fulfilling that dream that I kind of always aspired to 
there is a flip side of it that, you know, it's, it's work and it's probably not the work that you enjoy doing. And I think that that's something that I've also discovered where it's like, in order for me to do what I love with Olaguapa, there has to be a lot of things that I do along the way that I don't love. And so there is kind of those highs and lows. And I think being transparent about it is, is the absolute best route in my opinion, but also it's interesting to me too, that you could, you could just make jewelry as a hobby or as a passion. And I think there's something else in the women that I interview that have turned it into a brand and a business. There's just something more driving that because obviously you do have to then tap into all of those moments of, of work and feeling unfulfilled and feeling tired and feeling like nobody's listening and nobody's paying attention. And there's, you know, I've even talked about a moment where like when I went to go reach out to different like stores with my own brand and they asked for a line sheet and I didn't even know what a line sheet was. So it's like all of those moments along the way, what inspired you to turn this from something that's just a passion that you could do for fun into a real business? And I know you've spoken of some of the challenges there, but if you have any other, I would love to hear. All honesty, it's just, I am very stubborn. <laughs> I, I've just always known that the creative industry or the creative life is what makes my soul feel alive. And I've tried, you know, doing retail and that, you know, I, I, for those two years I was, I was at Sephora. It was just so funny. I, I, that side of retail in terms of interacting with customers, I just love talking, hearing about their day. And that part has carried into me where I just want to know how is, what is your life? What is your story? Why are you here? And being in a corporate America setting, I just, I just couldn't deal with the same routine. I just knew that this is, this is something that I'm not going to be looking forward to years from now. And I could, you know, work my way up and aspire to have, you know, that VP level. But I just knew that, you know, creating something from my own hands and bringing my own vision with how I see it happening just makes complete sense to me. And having the grit, yes, you need to find a way to make it a business and survive financially from it. And I've had these before I, I went full-time with my own business. You know, I've had those own self-talks, even talks with my family and saying, well, you have to get comfortable with the financial side of it. You have to make sure you're paying attention to that. And that's something that in myself and from all these other women entrepreneurs who I look up to as Rebecca Minkoff herself in the designer industry. It's just something that you, there's no other, no other way for you. You have to make it happen. And for me, that's just my model. Make it happen. Learn from those no's. And with, with some time, it will come to fruition. I love that. Um, I know you you touched on a topic that nobody likes to talk about, which is the financial side. Is there anything that surprised you the most or that you've learned, a lesson that you've learned that you can kind of pass on about the financial side of growing a business, building a business? And, mm -hmm. you know, I know this is just a topic that 
nobody likes to talk about and I feel like should be talked about more for sure <laughs> because it's it definitely, definitely the, you know, the business side of having a business. Um, can you speak a little bit more to that? And, you know, it's, it's so good that you said that, you know, that, you know, talking the numbers is not something that we're comfortable as women, at least in the past, but more so now we're bringing this topic up and it's so important that we do so and encourage each other to just share and be as transparent with any, any challenges or just our wins saying, Oh, I made X amount of profit last month. We got to celebrate for me. Okay, let's do this. So in terms of, you know, being comfortable with this side of business, I've definitely learned to to embrace a different perspective of it. Whereas in the beginning, I just really had that, um, I would say like a boundary with myself and running the numbers. But going through this, you know, almost three years in the making, it's, it, I feel that it's come down to a self-worth perspective. Saying, do these numbers at the end of the day represent how far I've come, all that I am bringing to the table? And in the beginning, it was scary for me where I'm like, well, these she doesn't know me across the street. Is she really going to be willing to pay X amount of dollars for my business, for my journey? And I've just really, I've learned to go dive in the deep cold water and just say, yes, it's because I am here and I'm doing this. And it's something that you have to learn along the way of embracing and increasing your self-worth. It's a wonderful thing that when you see women out there who are already doing this so confidently, it's just such a beautiful thing when you see women are asking and they know it. So that's my, like my number one thing, you know, for, for anyone who's starting or who's still trying to find the means of navigating this side of the business is just always remember that it's reflection of your self-worth and all of who you've become. And to this day, it's something that I'm learning to really see the beauty of it. And it's reflecting not only financially, but the entire business, the soul and life of our business. Yeah, I think that that's, that's really important to say. And something that I always remind myself of is, um, you know, when I, when I started my business, it was like, I wanted exactly what I have now. And so now that I have that, it's like, I want something more. And I think that it's so easy to kind of get caught up in the future and not able to, it, it takes another level of like pause and reflection to be able to really look back and appreciate how far you've come in such a short amount of time. And that a lot of the businesses and the brands that we look up to have been building that sort of legacy for 10 plus years, you know, and that's, that's why they hold such a special place in our heart. And I think it, it, it's coming. You just have to stay consistent. And patient as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Is there any other advice that you could give to like young female entrepreneurs sort of coming up behind you, whether it be in the jewelry industry or just the creative in industry in general? I always say, you know, it's, it can be scary, but ask for help or ask for, for exactly what you're looking for, whether that be someone else that you want to be in, in a similar situation five or 10 years from now, or someone who you, just a certain aspect of themselves that you admire, just reach out and start a conversation because 
no one in life can get anywhere by themselves. And it's really building up these communities, these relationships, these networks that can really take you further and even any industry to a whole new, whole new world. I love that. I want to give you a chance to pimp yourself out. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, so I am definitely active on Instagram. You can find me at Jessica Santander. Um, also, website is jessicasantander.com, as well as Facebook, but pretty much Instagram. That's where I'm at. You'll see my dog, my Westie. <laughs> his name is Potter. He'll be barking like crazy. And yeah, the good so, life. <laughs> so cute. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on today and taking the time to share your story with us. Thank you so much, Nisha. And I hope that, you know, this somehow was able to touch someone's heart, bring them hope and extra light in their journey. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Jessica Santander. I hope you gained as much value and inspiration from her story as I did. If you love what you heard, please make sure you rate and review this episode on Apple Music and or Spotify. It really helps to spread episodes like this one to other creatives looking for their daily dose of inspiration, and I would be forever grateful. But before we go, if you haven't already, make sure you head over to olaguapa.com to check out this month's collection of guapa gals you won't want to miss out on. Head over to olaguapa.com and discover your new favorite female-owned and artist-made brands today. With that, have a beautiful week, guapas. As always, sending you tons of inspiration and lots and lots of love.